I'm trying to stay calm here. You uh, are a wonderful actor. Thank you. But you're too much trouble. Get some therapy. Okay, thanks. I'm gonna raise $8,000 and I'm gonna do Jeff's play. Michael, you're not gonna raise 25 cents. No one will hire you. Oh, yeah? Hello, everyone. What a night it's going to be. A good time was had by all, you see, is what they'll say in history. Because tonight, the play's the thing, and we have the king. So sit right back and take a bow. And Reeves, the podcast, one year in the making, starts right now. everybody. Welcome to the Nightfly with Dave Jessica. I do the radio boss for the first uh, couple of seconds because I can't help myself. Whatever there's music playing, I always want them to be a radio DJ. Very special podcast today. Very long in the making. I've been talking about it for weeks. My guests today, Mr. Larry Moss is here in the studio. Hello, Larry. And I'm not saying that because of the TV no, show. No, 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 but I'm really here. Is that true? <laughs> yes, you are. He's here wow. in the studio. This wow. is not an ISD line. or Wow. And... My very good friend for so many years, Mr. Vincent Masso, everybody. Yes, it's Larry Moss and Vincent Masso. It is odd. Can They're you, not brothers. Make you, sure you're all talking to the microphone. Can you believe it? I can't believe it. Neither can I. This is unbelievable. Yes. I've been talking about both of you guys on the podcast for so long. Really? Yeah, I swear to God. That's a complete lie. No, it's that. not. Because uh, as far as Vincent's concerned... In other words, you have <laughs> no life whatsoever. Yeah, that's right. I think most of the listeners know that. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> But um, yes, I, well, I talk a lot of Broadway on the show, and I, I think I have a lot of Broadway listeners because whenever I mm. talk about Dear Evan Hansen mm. or uh, Hamilton or any of the shows that I see, mm-hmm. I seem to get more of a bump, let alone I told you that when, when we went to see, um, by the way, did you ever see Significant Other, the, yeah. the play? Yeah, you saw it. I know you no, saw it. No, no, he saw it. I, I saw it. I didn't see the, the, the one they did just recently. But yeah, I the saw, Broadway one. But I did see the first one. Oh, you saw the first dark incarnation yeah, of yeah, it? Yeah, no, no. We, yeah, yeah. we saw it when it was off-Broadway, and you t- actually took me, Larry, uh, and we saw And it. that actor who was in it, was he was the guy? Same guy, yeah, same guy. That was terrific, right? I loved it. Yeah, I mean, all plays that come to New York... Talk more into the... Just, I just want to make sure that we always... Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, working on a play takes a long time, and Mike Nichols, wonderful Mike Nichols, said... Good plays take time. And when something comes to New York and they've gone out of town and they've gone to regional theaters and they've Mm -hmm. really, really worked. And, you know, I say to my classes all the time, I said, don't ever forget when you're working on a scene in class that a writer sat down by himself or herself for months, years, and wrote something so deeply out of themselves for actors to bring to life and it's the healthiest symbiosis I know actors can't exist without writers and writers can't exist without actors in the theater that's uh, Josh Harmon who wrote that I believe I, I've met him 
a oh, couple yeah? times. Mm. Right. He's also writing Sarah's new musical. Oh, is that right? Huh. Yeah, he's he's helping with hers. Yeah, and, uh, and where's Sarah going to do the musical? The play, the place we saw the horrible Woody Allen two one acts that you walked out of Atlantic Theater. Yes, the Atlantic Theater oh, Company. Wow. Yes, it's okay. it's. Huh. You walked out. Oh, my, it was. He did the right thing until uh, we we saw the first Paul Reiser thing, which was just a bag of crap. It was horrible. Why are you saying such terrible things about good people? This isn't about Paul Reiser. It was the Paul script. Paul Reiser it was, is an old friend of mine. No, no. We had no problems with Paul Reiser. It was the show, right? Yeah. It, was, it wasn't his fault. No, it wasn't. This was a bad play. And so he left. And then the second play... Paul, I would not let them talk badly about you, Paul. <laughs> no, we love that. Paul. That's why. Have you guys yeah. seen Stranger Things? What? He's in Stranger Things. Paul Reiser. What do you want me to do about that? But it's great because these guys grew up, uh, they're probably around my age, and they loved him from Aliens, so they use him again, and he's playing... uh, Paul uh, Reiser used to be in my class, right? And he would get up, and he'd do a monologue, and then he'd crack jokes, and he would crack me up so much, and I'd say, Paul, you cannot come back to my class if you keep making me laugh. (laughs) But he's a professional stand-up comedian, so it made sense. But that's the good thing. If you taught him... That's a really good deal. Again, once again, I mean, I, again, if you, if you haven't known, Larry Moss is uh, at this point a legendary acting teacher. I know firsthand. I've seen people cry you know in front em- of you. How embarrassing that is! I know, but I have to tell the folks. I mean, I've been talking about it yeah. nonstop. I was with that girl that cried in front of you, yeah. the way I cried in front of Martin Short when I met him when I was drunk that day. That's yeah. at a live party. <laughs> I mean, when we, something uh, happens like that, we, we went to a to hear this wonderful singer the other night, uh, Nita Nita Whitaker. Nita Whitaker. Fantastic singer. I mean, just and a, what a beautiful woman and uh, a great, great singer. And uh, she stopped after she sang one of her numbers. She says, "And I want my my friend, my teacher, my mentor, uh, the one of the greatest acting teachers in the world, Larry Moss is here, and he's famous." <laughs> <laughs> right. That's embarrassing so, when they yeah, put it, it like that. Embarrassing. Right. It was, yeah. Well, that's like when some, like I was just at the coffee place, and I guess I was making a couple jokes, and then somebody says, "Oh, he's a comedian." Well, I'm like, exactly. I don't need people to. I mean, um, you know, yeah. whatever I am, I don't, I don't need you to make up. You know, <laughs> I'll take the the heat if people mm. aren't laughing. Don't yeah. you don't have to tell people I'm a comedian. Yeah. But I, I totally understand where that. I mean, you are a mod, a very modest guy. And well, yeah. maybe not to you. <laughs> you guys have been friends too Listen, long, so you have been to friends give each with other somebody shit. for over forty years. Right, right. You give them a lot of crap. You and I have been friends almost. We've been thirty. Thirty years, years yeah. yeah. Thirty years. Pretty God, good. we're so but, old. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I met Larry forty-five years ago. My goodness. In seventy-three. Yeah. yeah Seventy-two yeah. or seventy-three. When you were doing Dracula Sabat? No. No. Oh, no, sorry. No. 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 <laughs> uh, we we met. We were both in the same acting with class Rhea together. Same act. <laughs> <laughs> Let's leave Sorry. that one alone. Don't you want to tell that story? No, I don't. <laughs> but Larry and I tell met, met uh, almost 45 years ago. And uh, he was acting and in an acting class with me. And uh, uh, we just hit it off. And uh, this friendship has uh, remained there for a long time. And folks, it is, a hu- it is a hilarious friendship because I am witness to these two guys just butchering each other. I know it comes from great love. I know you guys love each other, but it is hilarious to see you guys go to town on each other. Well, it's really... You know, Vincent is so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like the most stupid person that I ever met, and I have to tell him that he's stupid because he's so stupid he doesn't know it. Right. And, uh, yeah. you know, right. I used to get on him for this Jewish thing, you know, that he's, he's uh, you know, his father was Jewish. Yeah. And uh, his mother was a Christian. 
And she, I, you know what? This is so. I can't believe we're talking about this. My mother, yeah. my mother, my mother <laughs> was my mother's. My mother's father was Jewish, and oh. my mother's mother was not. So Vincent keeps saying that I'm not Jewish. He's just mad because about a week ago we found out he was completely Jewish. <laughs> He's always been angry. No, I, 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 right. When I found out that I was a Sephardic Jew from Spain, <laughs> said, you got to be kidding. you got to be kidding. All these years I thought I was a good Catholic boy. No, we knew. Yeah, okay. Well, <laughs> When you have that kind of anti-Semitism in your soul, like you do, yeah. it's so yeah, obvious yeah. you're probably just a self-hating Jew. Yeah, he would say to me, you're so lucky that I've... Dane to be your friend. <laughs> I always feel that way too. Mm. When people for me, mm. when they want to be my friends. Right, <laughs> right. Me happy. There you go. But just um, once again, we were just talking about the Woody Allen play. The uh, se- that that night, the second act was so unbelievable, and um, it started off so good. It was with that guy from um, uh, uh, Miles something. Teller, uh, Miles Teller. Is that his name? No, it's the oh. guy from um, uh, Candace Bergen, uh, Murphy Brown, he was on, and he's in a lot of Woody Allen stuff. Uh, um, and it started out, the, the set was, set, when the set gets an applause break, usually you're in for something good. And then I'm like, oh, Vincent's going to miss it, he's going to miss it. And then, and they ruined it. And it just ruined Wait it. Wait a minute, it, it, you stayed for I the stayed, thing, and yeah. I left? Yeah, then I went to the bar after, and I told you, Boy, at first I thought you were, oh, I was going to make fun of you because you just missed one of the greatest shows because it started off so good. And then he brought in this technique where the writer was held up in the room. It was, oh, so disappointing. His plays aren't as good as his films, except for Played Against Sam. Right. What do you think? No? I'll tell you, and I mean this, Mm. all kidding aside, nobody starts out to do something which is not good. And... People judge it. They judge us, all of mm. us. And they go, oh, that's crap, or that wasn't funny. And you go, yeah, and that's an opinion, and that's right. But from my point of view, I go and I go, they're doing their best. It isn't working for me, but I can't get vicious about it with people. I can't mm. gossip about other people being bad. It hurts my feelings. Uh, in this world where people have become so uh, unkind. And I think it hurts us all. I think when you, you know, I'm not saying you don't have an opinion. I'm saying we all start out to do well. And sometimes we don't hit it. Sometimes, in order to be good, sometimes you have to fail. Mm. Oh, I know that. Okay, so, <laughs> so it's just so, it's like, if you see Crimes and Misdemeanors. The best film ever. Right. right, just the fact that Woody Allen made crimes and misdemeanors, yeah. and Annie Hall, and you know uh, right. some of his Manhattan, other films, Hannah and her sisters, oh, right? Well, yeah, and let know. alone Blue Jasmine. Hello, only like three, four years ago. Yeah, and I go, I just can't talk about gifted artists who work their butts off mm. and put them down. You know, I cannot like it because that's a personal opinion. I mean, I have a personal opinion, but I saw this wonderful film uh, uh, last night. Yeah. Um, was just uh, just so amazing, um, Ladybird. Yeah. Oh, somebody was just telling me about that today. That's the Greta Gerwig yeah. one. Yeah, and I'm telling yeah. you, and I was going to make fun of it because, no. uh, but then everybody's you're making fun of me now because I said don't this make fun is what of I everything. Do. You're you're a, you're a bad person, <laughs> Dave. Dave, 
really an excellent film. No, somebody was just telling me today at excellent, lunch about excellent. it. I thought it was about, I was like, what is it about? Uh, Lady Bird Johnson. Johnson. Lady Bird yeah, Johnson. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what's great about that yeah. film? Is there's not one character that comes on the screen that you don't get a full sense of their life. Mm-hmm. Wow. And that is so rare. I was re- really impressed the way it was directed. Uh, she wrote it. As well, and, yeah, I heard. And, I heard. She did, uh, is this the first? The first I heard she's written before, but uh, this is her first directing. She did yeah, a, something far, Miss Independence, maybe or something. As, as far as called, I know, or? it. I think it's her first uh, feature. Yeah, right. I thought she wrote one did she? about a year ago. Mm. I could have sworn it was called Miss Independence or something, which was, yeah. kind of gave her like a kind of a like yeah. a first thing to do and then I guess she figured it out kind of like but, I always say about like Woody Allen with Hannah and her sisters and, yeah. then, he, and then he made Crimes wow. and Misdemeanors yeah. I mean in the fact that he's like yeah. I want to do something where I have laugh out loud comedy and then very serious drama and see, and then he perfects it in Crimes yeah. and Misdemeanors just the way I always consider Annie Hall I'm like I want to do this and then he makes Manhattan and he always one yeah. ups his trying you know this was uh, just that's very impressive one, that you it, say that I'll t- it was touch just that wonderful to, to to sit through something where people weren't being killed or right or right. Uh, you know maimed or uh, uh, you sat there and you really got into the characters and your understanding of the characters and you're saying like the supporting characters are very flushed oh, the, out. Everything oh. is flushed out. I don't see that very often. I no. always talk about the movie. Yeah. I, you can make fun of me all you want, but I talk about the movie Notting Hill. I like Richard Curtis very much. <laughs> I, I know it's crazy, but I think his supporting characters, at least in that movie, are very flushed out. And that's why I like it a lot because it's a well-written, mm. you know, whatever. It's a romantic comedy mm. and stuff, but it's, it's very well written and put together. Yeah. And this is a guy that had, you know, he moved up a lot of four weddings and a funeral and stuff. And then I think he just, I know it's silly, but... The supporting character, you don't see that a lot. Where the supporting character is not just the best friend, mm. or it's not just the, right. the, the buddy's girlfriend right, who right. hates everybody. They are, these are flushed out characters yeah, right. that have backstories. And I appreciate and that in the that's, movie. That's, that's, what that's, this has. that's what she did with this. Oh, and as soon as you said that, yeah. that's what I went to, and I'm like, now I want to see this film. Yeah. And, and she's not in it, right? No, she's not in it. An but, interesting person. But uh, the, and what was so great about it was. They weren't your stock actors from Hollywood in it, you know. They were uh, this kid, uh, Timothy Chalafant, I think his name is. Mm. Is that right? Oliphant? No, Chalafant. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Who did, who did uh, John Patrick Shanley's play, The yeah. Prodigal Son? And, oh, and okay. It, yeah, he was fantastic in it. Uh, I really. And Laurie liked. Metcalf is mm. amazing. Laurie Metcalf's and in that's it. That's right. I like her. I saw her in um, yeah. with Jeff Goldblum. Mm-hmm. In Domesticated, I think it was yeah, called. Yeah, uh, yeah. With my friend Mia, who we went to see in that Russian play with uh, Slotnik, Joey Slotnik. Ah, yeah. And she was, oh. she was also in that play. Jo- Joey's now in Junk at the Lincoln Center. What's it called? Uh, junk. Oh, J-U-N-K? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I never heard of it. Yeah, and it's, play, it's, a, it's about, it's 1985, it's about junk bonds. Oh, fun. Yeah, the, the, oh, he's perfect. <laughs> I don't know why. I just, I'm picturing jo- his character. Joey's wonderful like, in it. He's really good. Yeah, he was, really, he was so excited to see you that night, too. Yeah. You know, I mean, that's he, the thing. The thing about Larry is that you just you bring such joy uh, you know, to people when they see that you're in the audience. It's like, wow. I always say, it's like, mm. you know, if, like when I bring Sarah Silverman, and then she goes backstage. We went backstage for a significant other because one of the girls, we were doing a reading of her mm. play, and then she was in that play. So mm-hmm. we went backstage after, and pe- they were thrilled. I mean, just thrilled, and they get, you know, it's a different kind of thrill for you. But I mean, it's a, it's a joy, and it, it, it you know, again, I, I use this as an example. This, yeah. you know, you you just you you make people, uh, you give people hope. You know, like I mean, seriously, in this community that actors need very desperately. You're, and mm. look at the way that you're talking right now. You're very kind, and you're very uplifting. 
It's funny because Vince and I are the exact opposite. <laughs> no, it, and we it, like to gossip and butcher people. I, I can't uh, and won't butcher people because I've been fortunate enough to work with great artists in my life. And when you've worked with Jerome Robbins and Neil Simon wow. and Michael Bennett and Bert Shebeloff, um, uh just... Yeah, I and saw you worked with Michael Bennett. Michael That's Bennett, and, and I, I worked alongside Madeline Kahn, Lily Tomlin, for a year at a, a cabaret here in New York called The Upstairs at the Downstairs. Mm. When you work with people of that caliber and you see the hard work that they put in, you, I mean, it's the thing that makes me pissed off when I teach, when people are um, entitled and they go, uh, I didn't read the whole play. I mean, that isn't even allowed in my class. I go, if you haven't read the play, please don't don't arrive yeah. at my class. I know your class is so serious. Like when you know, if you go to the site, it's there like, are no laughs in my class. I don't allow one laughter. No laughter. <laughs> is that true? No, it's a lie. Oh, <laughs> of course, because you have to like like number. But it's yeah. like your class you is so Judy intensive. Dench you know what Judy Dench says? She says, if I'm not laughing in rehearsal, it's not a good rehearsal. Oh, that's nice, because then it's not a good light atmosphere. There's no, to, there's no, no joy. There is a, there's no joy, and then there's no... You can't, like, experiment mm. in a way. You can't, you can't work your craft mm. if everybody's yeah. under pressure I, and right. I just want to ask him, how many years have you been teaching now? 45. 45 years. Unbelievable. And, then, and that's the thing. You were an actor at first. Oh, yeah. And what makes the transition where you realize you'll do better as a teacher? And where do you even get... You know, like where I'm like, I'm, I think I am good at this. Mm. How do you make a transition like that without, to, to, to your status? Whereas, you know, a lot of people make fun of teachers in the sense if you can't. You, you have to have a big mouth. <laughs> you really do. See, that's so unkind. I, I have big lips, but I don't think I have an extraordinarily big mouth. He, I've never met anybody in my whole life that was as verbal as he is. He, he could talk his way out of anything. That ain't true. Well, that's the funny uh, thing when... Since we've known each other, I, 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 you know, you don't, you don't talk like, you know, I mean, I talk incessantly, you know, I just, mm. I'm always in everybody's face. You, you really, you, you kind of have a command of like, you, you choose your He's words He's on his best behavior with you, so <laughs> <laughs> get but, him alone. <laughs> but what is it that, that you turned, that you do extensive scene study, that's the thing, right? Yeah. But you have a technique that you teach or are you just teaching, like, do you, I mean, because, you know, History might prove you're up there with the Meisners and the Adlers and stuff, and you know the, you have a technique then. Because I remember when Vincent also is almost a disciple of yours, because you were also teaching. Yeah, we you that's taught right. me. Yeah, that's right. And yeah. you were talking about a moment-to-moment technique. Yeah, but that goes back to Meisner and Larry studied with uh, Sandy Meisner. Sandy was my first teacher. Yeah. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Oh. And and that's the thing about having been lucky enough to arrive in New York. Yeah. And be able to work with uh, yeah. Sandy Meisner and mm-hmm. Stella Adler. It, it's almost like that uh, Jeff Goldblum from Last uh, was it Last Stop Greenwich Village? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember that film? No. You, you don't remember I that? I never saw with, it. With Chris Walken and uh, Ellen... Uh, Barkin? No, no, no. no. <laughs> Ellen... Uh, oh, Green? Ellen Green. Ellen Green. And, and, Jeff, Lenny, and the great Lenny Baker. Great Lenny Baker. Lenny Baker. Yeah. Lenny and, Baker starred him. in a, a musical called I Love My Wife in the late 70s. Mm-hmm. And I took over for him. Mm-hmm. No way. Uh, yeah. How long was rehearsal for that? I had eight days. To no. Leave. Eight yeah. days. 
And this is a musical? Yeah. And you sang and danced? Yeah. I know Vincent used to do that. I didn't know you did that too. I was a dancer. You had eight days to rehearse? Yeah. Yeah. A Broadway show? Yeah. It was insane. Yeah. And, and, you know, we are good, good friends. I must say that uh, he was great in it. Oh, right. was, so for sure you were going a different direction. I know, I know. I, but I, I'll tell you, I oh, remember... Oh, you're just being nice. No, I just remember him having eight days to go into this thing and uh, having to learn all these songs. So that's a, But that's a professional, and, and that's what's so... I, that's I, why I'm surprised. What I'm saying is, mm. how do you turn to teaching? You're obviously a professional. If you can put that together in eight days and everybody in the audience has no idea it just took you eight days, then you know why not just continue acting? You're obviously really talented at it. I think I was working through something in my personal self about my own value, and I couldn't separate my value from what I did. Mm-hmm. So in other words, it was like, if I had a good night in the theater, then I was a good person. It was that kind of screwed up. Mm. Uh, and, and if I didn't feel I did well, I would go through a lot of depression. Yeah. Well, and doesn't everybody get that way, though? I think probably a lot of people do. I'd say most people. Yeah. Most actors. Yeah, most people. But I didn't like the... Comedians, for sure. Mm. The aspect of... And I don't want to say this word because it's overused, but mm-hmm. I'm going to use it. A kind of narcissistic me, 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 me. It's all about me. And I got tired of it uh, because I didn't deal with it... Uh, in a, in a healthy way, mm. which, which made me begin to feel that maybe I should do something, even though I loved to perform and I loved to act. Mm. And it was that my teacher at that time was a fellow named Warren Robertson. And mm-hmm. um, Warren asked me one day if, if, if I thought that I might be interested in teaching acting because he had an overflow of students. What yeah. made him think that you were the guy? Because when I did a scene and he asked me how I did, um, he was, I was he I, was able to verbalize. Yeah. Oh, I see. Which and and very few people when they are able to do that. And he was uh, his gift. It's a real gift. Yeah. No, I and see. So, that's the perfect way to say yeah. it. you're able to verbalize. Yeah. When you say we're like, well, I think I did. It's like a, he he noticed that right away. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's I could, it. Well, I there could it is. Find the language to say yeah. I felt that my I was tense. Yeah. Uh, in my shoulders, I felt that I didn't go fully uh, with the accent enough. I, I felt that my my need wasn't strong enough. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't think my relationship to the place I was in was specific enough. I, I was able mm. to, through the years of learning and acting, uh, um, to be able to find language. And so he said, well, let me give you four students. <laughs> and I sat down in the chair. I was terrified terrified and the first scene was from cat in a hot tin roof by tennessee williams the great scene between the father big daddy and brick his son really a powerful scene Mm. and i remember i sat in the chair and i looked at the two actors and i grabbed the chair and i went i'm home wow Mm -hmm. that's amazing i'm home what's better than well Knowing what you want to do, how yeah. old were you at that point, if you don't mind me asking? I was 29. Oh, isn't that terrific? I've but never you, had that moment yet. But, 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 <laughs> no. no, but you will. Will I? I? I lose hope sometimes. Go to therapy. <laughs> I know. Yeah. He's, he's in therapy. Yeah, but go, he's go, other ones yeah, go more. Go yeah. more. <laughs> no, but let me. I just want to say something, though, that, that um, 
we that that film I talked about last uh, exit what last stop Greenwich Village right yeah there's a scene Paul Mazursky directed it yeah there's a scene in it with Jeff Goldblum where somebody says well who have you studied with and uh, he said well I studied with Stella and I studied with Sandy and I studied with Lee and I studied <laughs> he named you know four teachers the great oh I thought that was my favorite joke where they're just like yeah we got uh, Spielberg directing this Steven Spielberg no no Lenny Spielberg it's a <laughs> yeah. it's a brother of his uh, you know some but the but over the years, uh, Larry did study with uh, a lot of these people, especially Stella and uh, wow. Lee. And um, I never studied with Lee. Um, I thought, uh, but I, I no, did, not with Lee. I'm sorry, with Sandy. With Sandy, yeah. with Sandy, and uh, and then of course Warren, who was really a disciple of Sandy's. Of Lee's. I mean, of Lee's. I mean, of Lee's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so does a, a good acting teacher in the sense these. People they also develop techniques, right? That that people use, and they they come up with a plan. But is it also when you're a good acting teacher, it's about the verbalization, and you're able to convey to your students? I listen. Uh, I, I when you when you ta- taught, and the difference for me when you taught was because you ta- was, you it, taught him too. Yeah, you, you I, took I, his class. I actually did. I took his class, and uh, yeah, Vincent he, is very talented, and he directed. Oh, me. Oh, I don't doubt it. And Let me did. tell you something about Vincent. We were yeah, on the subject. I mean, he, Vincent no. was in the original production of Hair, uh, right? I mean, it's like I mean, you used to be a musical theater guy too. Yeah, I was. Yeah, um, and you at that time when it was awesome, <laughs> you know. I wish you told yeah. me some stories about Hair, where uh, which is fascinating. Where you know, we everybody knows, you know, if you're my agent, it's it's a little pre that. Everybody gets naked on stage, you know, which was always the fascinating thing. And you yeah. were telling me the story of how, like, well, you could decide that day. I mean, that's kind of fascinating. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Pretty, uh, to be honest with you, it was uh, pretty boring. <laughs> it was? Yeah. Well, it's exciting yeah, but, for people like me it, or other actors that, you know, you're in I, I just wanted a to legendary clarify production. something with Sorry, him, yes, though, go ahead. Which was when he taught, he didn't teach a, a general technique. What he did was teach, he'd see what the individual... He'd see what the individual needed. In other words, if they lacked, um, you know, sense memory, or if they lacked, uh, you know, some some technique, and he would treat everyone differently. And he'd see where their problem was if they didn't, couldn't get emotional, or if they couldn't get angry. Uh, and he would treat. He, and I was so impressed with that uh, that he could that he could see so deeply into people. And then just zero in on what he thought was uh, the problem. And then 99 and nine-tenths of the time, he was right on. Right. Well, that's, I mean, I mean, I think that's the reason, I mean, everybody wants to take your class. Even the established yeah. Oscar-winning actors, mm. uh, for whatever reason, brush up, or certainly they come to you if they have a script and you do one-on-ones. Um, it's fascinating. I just, I mean, I know, like I said, I, I know you're not a bragger or anything like that, but I have clips to prove my point yeah. because it's been on television and there's nothing you can do about it. Here is Hillary Swank winning her first of uh, two Oscars. You have that on? And everyone at Fox Searchlight for putting their wing around this small little movie and giving us wings. Um, Larry Moss, my acting coach, who, without him, I could have never given this performance. Thank you, Larry. My mom. She mentions you before her mom. 
How, how, much know, did, how much did you pay her for that? <laughs> uh, a great deal of money. Uh, what about uh, this one from the Tony Awards? I, I just want to thank all of my teachers, Miss Cindy and Miss Diane and Miss Juliana and Mr. Bodick and, um, oh gosh, and, and especially uh, Larry Moss, who really helped me find this role. She's, I, she's rattling off the teachers, but with Larry, they all stop and say, but here's what Larry did for me. Yeah, but Sutton Foster is one of the great performers of our time. Oh, we know that, though. She's, she's a, a, a complete Broadway legend, and quite frankly, I love Younger. <laughs> it's like my favorite show. Yeah, I mean, she's, yeah. the, she's the real deal. Yeah, and you know, did you see the, um, the Gilmore Girls remake? Mm-hmm. Um, no. It, no. You know, it's on Netflix, and they bought it back for four episodes mm-hmm. last Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. And obviously, the producers of that show... Oh, I believe they produced Sutton Foster and Bunheads. Oh, yeah. Amy Palladino, maybe. They must be huge fans of her because they let her do her and I think the guy maybe from Spamalot or something uh, do a half hour of this fake play which does not progress the plot in any way. It's clearly they were a fan. Mm. I would have done the same thing. That's why I can't be mad. Mm. I would totally do that if I had Sutton Foster in my premise. There's no way I'm going to have Sutton Foster and not let her sing something, which is why it's funny. Some of these women that are very talented, even that girl um, from Glee, um, you know, the, the Leah uh, Michelle. Yeah, Leah Michelle. Mm. And she's on that show, The Mayor mm. now. And when you know somebody is that talented, uh, mm. or even Catherine McVie, who's on uh, these other shows where they don't sing. I'm always like, if you know, if I'm producing a show like that, I'm like, well, we gotta do something where they sing. We can't waste the talent. I'm always fascinated that they're just on regular shows. Well, why wouldn't they be? Why they yeah. be regular actors yeah. and yeah. stuff like that? But yeah, I'm always, you know, I always like when they do use, you know, somebody. I don't have, I can't think of an example in my head, but I know I've seen it before. I'm like, well, yeah, why wouldn't you ever sing? What was that show she was on, Catherine? Mc- uh, Catherine uh, Smash. Smash. That's oh right, she was on Smash, but now she's right. on Scorpion. Right, which she does no singing. No singing. Yeah, yeah. you know, she's just a. Well, you can't blame her for wanting. No, no, of course not. I'm not saying it's just funny when I see Leah Michelle on the, you know, on the. Yeah, I think about her like, why is she not using her voice? But of course, well, she's an actress. Right, right. You know, sometimes it just so happens she also has a great voice and she's a really good singer. Yeah, Uh, just like Sutton Foster with Younger, she hasn't sang once in that song in that four years, four uh, seasons. It's Mm. such a good show. Uh, The writers on that are. I was telling my. Uh, my friend, I was just like, if we ever do a show, we have to do it like Younger, mm. where the lead character has a secret. Mm. She's like a superhero, and she has mm-hmm. a secret where she's supposed mm-hmm. to be, she's 40, yeah. and she's playing a 26-year-old. And I'm like, that. what a great technique that is. You mm. never know when she's going to get found out. Yeah. Every sitcom should figure this format out, because it, it draws you in. And you're like, oh my God, she's going to get caught, she's going to get caught. I've never seen a series like that before. And it's the same people who do Sex in the City. I really like it. It's very well written, too. Yeah, yeah. And the thing about Sutton being such a wonderful performer Mm. in musicals is because she's such a good actress, that she's so truthful. And so deep. And and runs very deep emotionally. And I think very pretty. And very, (laughs) very, very beautiful. Yeah, On every level. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Well, obviously, I guess, um, goes without saying, if they hire someone who's supposed to be, who's 40, they're like, who can we get to play who looks like a 26-year-old? You yeah, know? Yeah. Like, so, yeah, obviously yeah. she's mm. ridiculously pretty, and she really is and does a good job on that yeah. show. Yeah. Um, one of the other – well, one of the reasons – well, first I would just want to – well, there's, I don't know which way to go. The reason you're here, Larry, is because you have a new DVD that you are promoting, mm-hmm. which is called The Process for directors, actors, and anyone who has a dream. He was kind enough to give me a copy on Blu-ray. And uh, – yeah, still. And I so. know, and again, we've talked about this on the show, 
Um, I'm not spoiling anything if I um, talk about the scene that you do from the movie. No, no, no. Okay, because uh, we I play it all the time. And to mm. tell people what you're up to, uh, because I'm fascinated, you know, I, um, I'm, it's, it's from the movie Tootsie, my, the people who listen to my show know I, I'm obsessed because also they're making the musical and I, uh, you know, got to see the reading of it and I thought who, I was going to get to audition. Who wrote the music for that? Uh, Yazbek. Oh. Uh, uh, what's his, um, Oh, who did the band's visit? Yes. Yes. Which same is guy. also wonderful. So he was very nice and he was nice to me and, um, uh-huh. Uh-huh. He emailed me and he goes, "Oh, we're going to go yeah. with the first guy uh-huh. who because I thought I'd have a chance to play the Bill Murray part. Right? Um, it's a little age appropriate in a way. I mean, maybe I'm ten years too old, but I'm sure they would be okay with it. It doesn't have much singing, but it's just enough. I thought uh-huh. it would be perfect for me, and I know I can make it funny. But they're going with this other guy, major bummer. But even to audition was yeah. exciting for yeah, Broadway, yeah. and to be even at the reading, yeah. very exciting. And yes, he's uh, doing the band's visit, which apparently is supposed to be it's extraordinary. Ex- that's what I've heard yeah. too." But this is terrific. This is what, on, on Larry's DVD, this is the scene, and we've played this on the podcast before, what he's concentrating on in his uh, scene study class. Well, good night, Michael. It was a wonderful party. My it? date left with someone else. Oh, sorry. It's like a tick. <laughs> I think well, I you you want to act like one. You're wrong, Dr. Brewster. I'm very proud of being a woman. All right, Sandy, wait a minute now. This guy treats you like dirt because you're a woman and he's a big doctor, right? But you don't have to take that. You can talk to him on his level. Show me what you mean. You're wrong, Dr. What are you doing, a southern accent? You're wrong, Dr. Brewster. I'm very proud of being a woman. See, I can't do it as good as you. Yes, you can. Just turn the tables on him. Come on now, will you? You're wrong, Dr. Brewster. I'm very proud of being a woman. Where am I? Oh. <laughs> I don't know what you're playing. Well, I'm playing rage. I'm enraged. You told me to, that to turn the tables on him, and I'm playing rage. This is rage? I have a problem with anger. Yeah, you certainly do. But I'll tell you something. There's a hundred other actresses reading for this part who don't have a problem with anger, who aren't afraid of working, who aren't afraid to stick everything out on the line and do it. Well, don't get mad at me. Well, stop being a doormat, then. I'm not a doormat. Act right now. Do it. You're wrong, Dr. Brewster. I am... Go on. You're wrong, Dr. Brewster. What do I have to do? Hit you with a stick? You're wrong, Dr. Brewster. I am very proud to be a woman. And I'm proud of this hospital. And before I see yeah. it destroyed by your petty tyrannies... Have the anger. Don't show it to me. Don't I'll push. I recommend to the board that you be thrown out into the street. Don't lose it now. Good day, Dr. Brewster. Don't whine like you're a second-rate actress. I said good day. <laughs> That's great yeah, stuff, isn't it? Did you feel how much I hated you? Just great. <laughs> it, it, it's so good um, for so many reasons. First of all, you... It doesn't happen. It's so great when he goes, what are you, what are you doing, a Southern accent? And then we know he's, you know, when did you see the movie already? That, that's that, how he picks it up. That was an improvisation. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, but didn't. But he must have known he was going to do... I, I don't know, because when we worked on it uh, at USC Film School, where this the DVD takes place, uh, that wasn't in the text. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, how interesting. Is, yeah, oh, yeah. you're saying that he knew what he was going to do when he played Tootsie, and he just added that part. Like, he knew he was going to do it with a Southern accent, yeah. though. I'm saying, like, when, obviously, when in the filming of the movie, he knew he was going to play the woman that way. Yeah. So then he just added it in. Was that wow. Larry Gelbart? Uh, the no. brilliant Larry Gelbart. Yeah. Well, who wrote it? Yeah. Well, uh, the guy um, that writes Smash several, and stuff? Several, yes, Larry yes. Gelbart. Oh, he wrote that play? Yeah. Uh, the movie? He, uh, Larry Gelbart did. And Sidney Pollack directed, right? Sidney Pollack directed. Mm-hmm. And he was. Great in it too, but what you realize from that scene, especially when you hear it, it's different yeah. when you hear it in the audio, right? Mm-hmm. Like when you're not seeing it, you realize how great Terry Gar is. Oh. Wow, possibly I don't think she was underrated because she was in lots of stuff, but maybe as an actress, to act 
pretending you are bad at acting, that's harder to do than when you're good, right? I assume that you must teach this. Why did you choose this scene? I didn't. Oh. I was asked by the wonderful uh, director, James Brooks, oh. who uh, did the Mary Tyler Moore show sure. and, and The Simpsons. And uh, as good as it gets, as right? As good as it gets in terms of endearment. Yeah. And broadcast, broadcast news. Oh, he's and, good. And, uh, mm. Jim, uh, Jim has, a, has ability. <laughs> uh, uh, and he came to, uh, I say, in somewhat of awe, to audit my class. <laughs> and he Fascinating came quite a bit and he asked me if I would teach a class at USC Film School uh, where Barnett Kelman, uh, who's also a wonderful director, is the head of the uh, director's unit for film comedy. Wow. And so they were doing mm. three Isn't that scenes. where they keep the uh, Jerry Lewis, uh, The Day the Clown Cried? Is that the place? I, where they, my, <laughs> yeah, we have. No, yeah. because Jerry taught there yeah. back in 68. I think it was. Uh, right, right. He, he so was, he kept he was it. Teaching, That's where it is. Yeah, he was teaching a class Because there. I've been told Harry Shear had some friend that worked the film library. He was no. the only one who seen it. I, I, right. I actually you know, was out there briefly uh, in 68... You were hanging out with Charles Manson. <laughs> well, that's another, another story. <laughs> that's another story. But but when I was, uh, my friend Aileen Sander was uh, going to school there, and also um, uh, Laura Ziskin. I've you seen know, her name. She's passed away since. I've seen her name in producing. Yeah, right. She, yeah, she's a great lady. She didn't and do Superman, did she? No, she did okay. um, all the. Um, Spider-Man movie. Oh, I was close. Okay, yeah. I thought but she, so. But she must have done 50 films. Uh, Those were my favorite Spider-Mans, too, yeah. the Tobey Maguire ones. And she was a great lady, and she passed away a few, well, five, six years ago of, uh, I think it was breast cancer, and it was, what a nice lady, though. And uh, Aileen was going to school there, and I was on campus, you know, we drove... Cruising you know, we chicks, drove, yeah. <laughs> yeah, isn't that the story where you ran into Charles Manson? That yeah. story. Well, isn't that, that same <laughs> that same summer. Yeah. Oh, okay. But we uh, Jerry Lewis was teaching a class there, and it was a there must have been 150 people in it or whatever. And I went in and sat in. On no it. way! You yeah. went to that yeah. class? Yeah, I was I just watching the documentary, and I yeah. didn't know you were part of that too. I, well, I wasn't going to school there, but yeah, I just, no. But you I, went to the class. That's so cool. The, went to the class. That's like legendary now yeah. that he Vincent taught that class. Knew everybody. I know oh, that. I know. It. No, it's true. There, oh, I, every it. story you have, you you fooled around with octopusy. I mean, you got the stories. Hey, take it easy with that. <laughs> <laughs> take it easy. Octopusy. Yeah. Yeah. That was a, you know, knew her, Maud Adams, you knew her. I didn't want to mention nice, her name, nice I just said octopus. Nice lady, <laughs> wonderful lady. But, um, um, but you're still, the funny thing about you, Vincent, is that knowing you throughout all these years, it's always a new, I always find something new about him, like this Jerry Lewis thing, which is completely fascinating, because yeah. I, you know, I just, all of the comics always talk about, it, like, you know, he used to teach it, you know, we found this now that he passed away, yeah. um, you find out more about Jerry Lewis, and his life is completely interesting, mm -hmm. um, but with you, it was always something new. Every time I would see you, I'd find out that you knew somebody else or you had dinner with somebody or uh, like, hello, you were going to replace John Travolta on Welcome Back, that's Connor, right. and be and Bobby Barbarino, right. his brother, which you say you have the pictures, which I am dying to see. Yeah. And and then John Travolta got angry when he saw how good looking and handsome no, you no, were. No, that's not true. That's, that's not the true. story we're telling. No, <laughs> don't make stories up like that because that's not true. He was a... Uh, are you going to get in trouble? He, 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 no, no, no. <laughs> But he was. Uh, but John Travolta was going through a contract dispute. That's right. So they were like, "Well, were we'll get somebody a, else." They were looking for a replacement at the time. And so, then, is, so there is—is is there footage? Did you start filming, or you just have the photos no, of you dressed I, up in character? I just have photos. I, I can't even believe it. Me. I've looked it up. Bobby Barbarino. I but, can't even stand it. Amazing. But let's get back to the um, 
to the DVD. Yeah, well, I want to get back to, a, so James so Brooks see, was see the one. See when a, what a friend does. He tries to. I was going to head back that way. Of course you were. He's just but, trying to dodge a bullet. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, we're here to, to really talk no, about No, I know. We're here for each other to yeah. share something. <laughs> well, well, we're sharing a good time. I'm having a really good time. I think this is completely fascinating. And just to really get right back into it, the DVDs, uh, that James Brooks was the one who said you should use this scene? Well, it was Barnett, really, who chose oh, Barnett, I'm sorry. Uh, Tootsie. And I don't know who he is. What is he directed that I would know? I'm sorry. Uh, I don't want to be Barnett, rude. Barnett, remember, uh, remember that, uh, uh, that play? Well, what he did, which, which blew my mind, he, he did Danny in the Deep Blue Sea by John Patrick Shanley when it was first produced off-Broadway. At Circle in the Square? At Circle in the Square. Downtown. And one of Downtown. the most... This is the guy that did Doubt, John Patrick Shanley, I'm saying, that, yes. right? That's the same guy? Because I remember him in the 80s. I think my friend was dating him in the 80s <laughs> when he was doing... <laughs> who um, would have known? Yeah, that's no, funny. that's why I remember him so well. He had a really big play in the 80s, but, you know, he... I, so what, Barnett directed... Yeah. That production, as well as uh, as enormous amounts of and that television, was, that was he did Boonstruck too. John Patrick Shanley, yeah, yeah, about. yeah. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Sorry. But he did. But we were talking that, about Barnett. Um, uh, John Turturro was in that the original. Yes, and June Stein. And June Stein, and they had I, just gotten out of Yale Drama School. It and, was so. You know. I mean, I don't want to overstate it, but it was kind of magnificent. We this, saw it. I remember. This, we did. We were in the first row, and not knowing anything about this writer, this play. And we both sat there and were blown out of our seats. And what was it? The blue, what, uh, Danny and the Deep Blue Sea. Yeah, and they were every, so. It, um, yeah, it, 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 it was very funny, very tragic, and very violent. Very violent. And yeah. I remember thinking, I don't want to ever meet those two people. Yeah, it was a play or a movie. A play. A play. Aren't most of his plays kind of like that though? Isn't that the way he kind of writes? Some, a little comedy, some, a little some. heavy drama, some. And then a little violence. Yeah, I mean, if you think of Moonstruck, or, yeah. you know, he, he's got he's got a new play with uh, Jason Alexander now called uh, the Portuguese Kid. The Portuguese yeah. Kid, yeah. yeah. So he's done a lot of extraordinary yeah. doubt, yeah. you know. And uh, I mean, the wonderful Outside Mullingar. Oh God, I don't know. Which is a beautiful play that was done on Broadway a few years back yeah. ago with um, uh, what's her name, the girl from uh, the Ebenema. No, the girl from that TV show. Uh, Oh, she was good in it too. Uh, Wonderful. Uh, <laughs> you lost. You don't have it. Huh? I, I can't remember. Uh, she's she's in. And Brian O'Byrne. Brian O'Byrne. That's wonderful. the lady's name. What the, TV show was no, she on? Brie, uh, she was on the one with. Uh, uh, yeah, of course, I don't. This want is the to kind of stuff I. No, like, the, 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 the one know. where there was the gay guy and the other guy. Will and Grace. It's Will and it. Grace, and they Will just brought it back. Oh, Deborah um, Messing. Deborah. Oh, Messing. Deborah Messing. Messing. Oh, Messing. I thought you were going to say no, the other lady. No, it, was De- it was Deborah so Messing. So Deborah Messing and Brian O'Byrne and outside Mullen. And I'm telling you, it was, oh. it, which it, was a very, very um, romantic, uh, deeply, deeply Irish. Um, and Deborah Messing was really good. She was. She because huh, I, I just thought she was mostly a no. sitcom kind of. No, you know, she actress, was. She so. was wonderful in it. And huh. Brian O'Byrne, who is Irish and from Ireland. Uh, what a great actor he is! Uh, so this Barnett, so uh, Barnett, he was runs, the one who he runs the USC Film School, mm-hmm. and he taught a class in comedy technique for young directors. Mm. So they picked the mm-hmm. scenes, and then their young directors went and rehearsed with actors. Then I came in and watched the young director work with the actors, and we worked together to try to define how to create more comedy behavior. Mm -hmm. It it wasn't just about Tootsie. 
It was about finding what the characters aren't revealing. And the subtext for Dustin's character is that he's 35, it's the night of his birthday, he can't get a girl, he's frustrated as hell, um, he can't stand bad acting. Yeah. This student, the Terry Gar character, uh, has been his student for six years, and she still can't act, right. and she can't get angry, and he's going out of his mind. She can't so play anger. So, yeah, you know, I have a problem with rage. And, and, Great line, and, yeah. Uh, her big secret is that she's in love with him. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's all subtext, and what we did in the DVD is we explored it if we did it as behavior instead of hiding it. Uh-huh which brings out an enormous amount of comedy, which we really took to a level of farce. We did it six different ways. And it's on the DVD? Yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. (laughs) And you see the process of that in this DVD and how... How much, they worked so hard, too. And we didn't know what we were doing. In other yeah. words, it was all improvisation. I didn't know what they were going to do. I didn't Improvisation know young, based on the script. Yeah. yeah, and what the young director brought. I just yeah. worked with them moment to moment to moment, as Sandy Meisner said. Yeah. And we developed the, the behavior from the subtext, and it became just yeah. raucous and 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 so funny and so romantic and sexy and, mm-hmm. and, and, and passionate. And then... We did it again for the last time, and we hit it all, but it was vibrating underneath the scene like crazy. Mm. So you really see the process of exploring subtext, then hiding it. <laughs> and mm. you're using six different actors? No. no, no. Same actors, Same do actors. it different ways. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Is there anybody we know? Or, I mean, it's just, I don't know, is I don't, at this time? I don't or think so. Do you think they be, could become famous from the DVD? Or I mean... I don't know. Really? I'm just, you know. It, I don't know. I'm just curious. I mean, it's, what's the point? The point is that it's exciting, and if you, you know, well, there hasn't been a good acting DVD for actors to maybe watch since maybe that Michael Caine acting in film. So if this, this you know, were, were to take off, then you know, I'm just saying it. Yeah, give me that because I want to give credit where credit is due. Yeah, it's very important because the actors are Serena Irwin mm. and Alex Kohano. And they're both wonderful. Yeah, they. That's what I'm saying. You're are. saying they're wonderful. That's why I was just wondering they're if we, maybe good. we would, yeah. because a lot of your um, students are, you know, do go very far in their craft mm-hmm. because you guide them in that direction. Yeah. And I was just wondering if these two, like, why did you choose these particular two for your DVD? You know, it was because the the scene popped because we didn't know what we were going to do, and and they were willing to improvise. Both of those mm. actors were so risky, and I threw I threw shit at them that they didn't know what was they didn't know what was going to come from them. Mm. So you know, the young director was working, I was working, the yeah. actors were working, and it was a complete discovery in front of two hundred young directors. Oh, it was in front yeah. of a live audience. Yeah. Oh, yeah. wow, yeah. that's yeah. terrific. Yeah. That is very much like what uh, Michael Caine. Th- that's the only one I right that the people right. know. And then and there you had which you was know, James, so famous. James Brooks sitting there. Laughing. <laughs> wow. And it was, and this, uh, the woman what a terrific who, opportunity. Yeah. Uh, I felt very blessed. And uh, Mitzi Capture directed it. And she's an actress who starred in the television series Silk Stockings. Oh, my God. From you on the USA Network from many years ago. Yeah. Yes, I, so I know. I remember. <laughs> that was a very sexy show. Yes. And, and Mitzi is beautiful. <laughs> that was primetime after crime time. See, I know all the stuff. You do. <laughs> I know. I got a problem. You're in the know. <laughs> and so, and, and Mitzi has worked so hard to, to, edit this it, t- it took years really oh yeah oh, when when did you actually do the scene we did it like oh, a year and a half ago oh 
and uh, there's interviews with uh, with James Brooks and with Barnett Kelman and with the actors right. and with the young director Jason, and um, you 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 really get in the process, and then we show a, ta a tape of uh, a wonderful scene with Tracy Ullman and Mel Brooks, to that shows what the masters of comedy can do with the technique that we were working on about broad comedy. What are you saying? What do you mean with Mel Brooks and Tracy Ullman? Like, what they did it just for the DVD, no, or is no, it something no. that just, they did we a just long? Added it. Uh, uh, it's something they did a long time ago. A long time ago on oh. the Tracy Ullman show. Oh, and, and Jim. Uh, uh, James Brooks said, "You know, I think I can." Oh, get right, a that was him, right? Because that's how they got the Simpsons and that's stuff. exactly he produced oh, it, it all come together. He's uh -huh. an amazing. Jim is an amazing artist, and uh, and they they put it together. And part of me, it sounds weird, but part of me just didn't. I don't. I don't want to do this. You know, it's 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 vulnerable for the actors. It's vulnerable uh, for me. Mm -hmm. um, that was my other question. How come this is the first time you're doing it, a, a DVD or something like that, you know? Because it's like when I wrote my book, uh, it took me three years to write it. The publisher wanted it in a year. And I, I, it took me three years to write a book mm. on acting. Yeah. And again, there probably hasn't, I mean, since Uta Hagen, where has there been... A, a good book about acting, you know, like a standard one that, that oh, people will been, refer to. There has been about three or four or five uh, very good books written with different teachers who are well-known. But now. it's very rare. But it's you rare. Know, yeah. And so... Because um, it's hard to, like you said, verbalize what you want to say. Yeah, and mm. this is just a part of the work. And your book is called The Intent to Live, yeah. Achieving Your True Potential as an Actor. Yeah, and this is just a portion of the kind of work that I do, and it's just on comedy. It was literally just a class on film comedy. And yeah, it, this and it is, wasn't. This it's is, funny that you bring that up because yeah. I tried to teach at this uh, college called LIU, and what I was trying to teach was acting in a comedy on film. What I was what I was trying to go for was that maybe I could teach um, straight actors to work with somebody like a Robin Williams mm -hmm. or you know somebody that's a little out there and the reason why I thought I could maybe do it is because I've worked with guys when I uh, like I've done a couple of plays and when I get these actors that are just regular actors they're not comedians or comic actors mm -hmm. they seem to not they seem to be lost and it's happened recently even in Greece my friend Bethel who I love very much it doesn't seem to right. get working with comedians and they feel lost and they think like oh I got to be funny and that's the worst thing well, they can do. that's the thing. Mike Nichols was very, very adamant about it. He said, don't play for comedy. Play the truth. Play the Because comedy is tragedy upside down. And mm. the truth of this scene in Tootsie is that she has this unrequited love. Mm. And he is frustrated and angry and getting older and not succeeding. And she's lousy. And mm. he's her teacher. And it's just all screwed up. And so we went for the throat of those needs, not to try to be funny, but when she began to be romantic with him and he began to like get turned on, yeah. this whole other thing happened that just... But that's the, the rehearsal process, right? It's the rehearsal yeah, well, That's process. the one I want to see. And that's what you see. You see them at one point, then you see them at another point, and it goes you know, on and on. And what a fascinating you, and, idea. Yeah, you know? and it gives you a great insight into how to develop it. Yeah, and, uh, the rehearsal and the rehearsal process, and to not be yeah. afraid to try things that are big. Do you ever? Um, did you know Sidney Pollock at all? Yes, I did. Did Do you ever have any 
availability to insight on the way he chose to direct that scene um, in the film? No. But what I do know, mm. and I say it in the DVD, is that they were having trouble finding out what the theme of Tootsie was. Oh, really? And this is something I heard, but that um, Larry Gelbart mm-hmm. and Sidney Pollack and Dustin Hoffman went away for a weekend to discuss what Tootsie was about. Mm. Because they knew that they were like going to have Dustin Hoffman dress up as a woman. Right. But they didn't know. They didn't know what it was. Yeah, how interesting. So I they never would have thought it. of that. They you know, talked about it for three days, and they came up with this one line, which is so frigging brilliant, mm. that Tootsie is the story of a man who becomes a better man by becoming a woman. Oh, brilliant. I, it's so funny. I'm sitting there with my mouth open. I'm Isn't like, I'm great? dying. That's fantastic. Isn't that great? That's and fantastic. Scene, Wonderful. Because they need, they said, if we yeah. can have one sentence to hang mm. every single scene yeah. in the movie. He I says that right at the end. He yeah. says that at the end to Jessica Lange. Yeah. You know, I was better, I was a better man as a woman as I was a man. And he goes, do you know what I'm saying? And then she nods her head, no. Well, I mean, it's but, like what you say, Terry Garr and Jessica Lange and Dustin Hoffman yeah. um, and, and all of the other actors, uh, Bill Murray. Yeah. And uh, there was, I mean... Mm. On and on, and I can't think of all the other actors, which I apologize for, but everybody right. in Tootsie. Uh, Charles Durning. Oh, uh, Charles Durning. I mean, just, you yeah. know, Charles Durning was in the first musical I did on Broadway. Really? Yes. Which one was that? It was called Drat the Cat. Oh. And it was with Dus uh, with um, with Elliot Gould. Wow. And Leslie Ann Warren. And uh, What year was that? I don't know, 1907? Or, uh, <laughs> that's why I said it. That's why they, I know you did. I know that's why I was surprised you, you weren't making the you face. son of a right? bitch. See, I knew exactly what, what you were doing. Yeah. Listen, yeah. I'm an old guy. I'm, I'm proud. You're I'm, an old Jew. I am. We, <laughs> we all are. Uh, that's funny. But uh, So they were very serious about bringing these people to real life. Mm. But they went, for the, they went with such passion. And that's the thing about comedy is about needs. And the more frustrated it gets, the funnier it gets. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the honeymooners. Oh, to the moon, Alice. Oh, Lucy. Lu-, you know, it, it's like, oh, we're in trouble. It's like, it's like, how do you get through the trouble, the obstacles, when you have these enormous passionate needs? It's uh, so interesting. You know, it's, it's funny. Um, I love talking about technique sure. and acting with somebody who's completely knowledgeable and you and I Vincent have talked about this before when we talked about mm. uh, Sarah's boy from Michael Sheen right. and we like you know here's a guy we can talk to about acting he's obviously very talented and right. he knows his stuff which is why we made fun of Sarah's old roommates who they, they would tell us about their technique and we're like shut up you know like I mean this is good I like I like when somebody's so knowledgeable like when you're knowledgeable about wine and you're telling me about that I like that even knowledgeable about beer when people have a vast knowledge and you know it, and it's just so... Mm. I'm interested in all that kind yeah. of stuff, especially acting. Well, I'm absolutely yeah. fascinated what did, what did, by it. What was uh, Brooks' uh, involvement in, in uh, Tootsie? Was he involved in that at all? No. no. Yeah, I don't think he was involved no, He wasn't that. involved in any no. way. That was before right. he transitioned over. He was still in television, I think, at that time. Yeah. Right? Was he? Yeah, I, think, I don't think... And I think it was the Tracy Ullman show that kind of brought him over. Like, he didn't make his first... What was his first film? Was it the... Jackie Gleason, Tom Hanks one, maybe? I'm not uh, sure. Nothing in common? Is that possible at all? Did I got that I wrong know. in the late it's 80s? A, you know, that's an interesting film, too. It's a weird one. I, didn't, I, I saw it when it first came out, and I, it's okay. It's, in the, it's weird, though. It's weird. It certainly is. But uh, It's it, one of those ones where Tom Hanks was in the midst of making a change, I think. You know, he was trying to get out I of the romantic comedies. You did? Yeah, I did. There's, you know, he, 
Well, I yeah. like watching him. I mean, I even like watching him and Smokey and the Bandit. I mean, the guy was yeah. just an interesting I character. Mean, go back to, you know, when he was, uh, you know, the hustler, you know, in The Hustler, Jackie Gleason. He was a uh, truly uh, remarkable actor at times. You know, um, that's a, totally. one of the other things I was going to talk about, too, about acting. It's funny. Now, Jackie Gleason, was, he was a good actor. He was able to yeah. uh, change into different characters, the I most think. most really gifted comedy actors can really do drama. If mm-hmm. you look at Art, oh, yes. Art Carney. I agree with that uh, 100%. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But uh, what I'm saying is, like, there's a lot of actors who are just themselves, mm-hmm. and you don't mind because uh, we're because we like them. Yeah. And they might be good actors, but they, they're always playing themselves, which is why Jack Nicholson, in the James L. Brooks film, which he won an Oscar, his last Oscar for, As Good As It Gets, which you uh, helped Helen Hunt, which he nominated, she mentioned you on the Oscars, uh, so it's okay. Um, it, which He's is why he homework. was so amazing, Jack Nicholson, because Jack Nicholson's Jack Nicholson. Yeah. And you're like, oh my God, it's Jack Nicholson. But he... He was different. He mm. was different. He, you know, mm. once a half hour goes by, you forget it's Jack Nicholson, and you're involved in his character. And mm-hmm. for a guy like that who's so, you know, character, such a character himself, yeah. hey, you know, it's going to be great time. You make me want to be a better man. Yeah. Um, mm. You know, that is, that's acting. I mean, that's amazing. If this guy, now we really do know he's completely deserving of all of his accolades because he really is something else. And I know he also... Practice the craft. He didn't. He didn't just the fool around. The intensity of every single person that I have worked with in my life, uh, who have had longevity, um, are people who have a work ethic. That makes so much sense. And learning the theater. When you ask me about what did I method, well, my method is certainly from Sandy Meisner and certainly from Stella Adler. Yeah. And Warren Robertson, yes, uh, and uh, Charles Nelson Riley, who taught oh. musical theater, and the great David Craig, musical theater guy. Yeah. Um, but I fell in love with the literature of drama, and it was the, with the writers, right? With the writers, yeah, yeah. yeah. And studying, uh, really studying mm-hmm. the great writers that I wish every actor would, mm-hmm. would that they go, oh, that's old hat, yeah. or that's boring. You go, no. Yeah. If you read Henrik Ibsen, and you read August Strindberg, and you read Eugene O'Neill, and you read Tennessee Williams, and you read Arthur Miller. And Clifford Odets. Yeah, and Clifford great, Odets. Mm-hmm. The great Clifford Odets. I mean. Are you making fun? No. Oh, I thought maybe that was somebody, and they keep, somebody who used to sit at the bar. No. <laughs> and they keep, and they keep coming back. All these writers, they don't die. Mm-hmm. There's always a new Arthur Miller. Yeah. Uh, William Inge is yes. another wonderful writer. Yes. And when, th- I, when I fell in love with the playwright mm-hmm. and studied them and studied them and yeah. studied them, and Stella used to say, mm. and I always say it, she brought me to tears one day when she was talking about Pygmalion, which is the play by George Bernard Shaw that My Fair Lady is based on, and My Fair Lady is coming mm-hmm. back again. With Jason Mraz. Yeah. yeah. And... <laughs> I just have a problem with that guy because I went to see him. He didn't play his head. It bothers me. Sorry, okay, go on. <laughs> and 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 that's an, that's a point of view, uh, and I'm happy you shared it. Well, I'm not happy that you shared it, no. but you did. Sorry. <laughs> no, don't apologize. I still like him. I'm just <laughs> angry. Uh, <laughs> Want to hear the one song? <laughs> oh my God! Why did, why did I do this? Um, so, but but Stella said in Pygmalion, which is the play that My, my Fair Lady is based mm. on. She said, you all laugh 
at Eliza Doolittle when she makes those funny sounds. You know, the the cockney, oh, oh, you know, I'm a good girl, I am. Uh. And we laugh. She said, it's not funny. Women of that, of that social class didn't have hot water. So when they're going to give Eliza a bath, she thinks she's going to be plunged in ice cold water. And when she sees the steam, she thinks she's going to be scalded to death. Oh. That women at that time in England, if they didn't have money, they could either be whores or have a street job like being a flower seller like Eliza. And Eliza says, all through that play, I'm a good girl, I am. Mm. So it's deep. And what Stella taught me was, if you understand the social economic level of the character you're playing, how they were educated, mm. where their parents came from, their nationality, their education, their social class, mm -hmm. how that makes us who we are. What class are you from? Oh, I'm from the middle class. I'm the lower middle class. I'm from the lower class. I'm from upper middle class. Oh, I'm, I'm you know, I'm the elite. It, it gives you an idea of who you are in society. Well, no teacher had ever taught me that. Mm -hmm. And Stella, yeah, you know when you're saying three, that. Well, it, I just want to say, for three yeah. years, I sat there mm -hmm. in awe of having an education, and from the education that I got, my career was born. Yeah, this was a this was a script analysis class, and oh. she would she would. Uh, this is Stella Adler. Stella, mm -hmm. yeah, Stella she did script analysis too, as well as yes. just acting but, teaching. Yeah, it's fascinating. I didn't and, know that. Well, actually, oh. the script analysis was. Her best class, as far as I was concerned, life changing. Well, that's but, something you don't hear about. This. You don't. Need, you'd have Robert you'd De Niro have, took it. Harvey Keitel took it. They're Meryl good. Streep took it. Warren Diane Beatty Keaton. took it. Well, the way you're yeah. saying it, you know, it's so. It's not only obviously that would be fascinating. Uh, mm -hmm. You don't think about a teacher. Mm -hmm. She was talking Marlon about Brando's, that. Stella was Marlon Brando's teacher. Yes, and people would forget about people that. would yeah. say to Stella Adler, mm -hmm. "You taught Marlon Brando," and Stella would get a wry smile on her face and she'd say yeah I taught a lot of people Marlon wanted to learn wow what a, that's great and you know it's just like you said you put in the work Dave the they effort, were, and he had Dave, the, there were the, 150 people in this class yep 150 and she would take a script take a scene from it and break it down line by line by line you know, with what Larry was talking about before, the, about the economics, the social... Well, the best part about what Larry was just talking about mm -hmm. is that a lot of people make fun of actors when they're like, I really want to get into the character, I want to find the backstory. Yeah. We make fun of them sometimes because they're like, just relax and just act. Well, and, and, the way you just and sometimes that works. Sometimes in a movie, you go, just do one for nothing. Don't think about it. Don't yeah. think yeah. it. Just, let's, well, let's, just, let's just work off of it. But that's, when you just told me that... Yeah. I realized how important the backstory was for mm -hmm. a character. I never. I used to make fun of people like that, and now I. Now I. Why do you think the we way you just said it? Why do like, we? Why do we? Right why way. do we love Daniel Day Lewis? Daniel I mean, Day Lewis, the consummate. Kate one. Blanchett, uh, Meryl Streep, Tom Hardy. Um, yeah. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal is really coming into his own as a as a, a real actor. Yeah, I guess so. Both in the theater and on film, people go to work, and and mm. with joy, with passion. On a daily basis, and it's the writers that give it to you. So if you don't read great writers mm -hmm. and work, that's what my classes are about, are great mm -hmm. writers. You know, it's funny. In a way, you can also, when you had mentioned the passion and, and the, the work ethic, um, I know a lot of comedians that, you know, there are the ones that uh, don't have the ethic, like myself. 
And then the, there are yeah. my friends like David Tell and Sarah who went out there every night That's and pushed right. themselves and they, are very good yeah. writers. Right. And, um, you know, really pushed it and put the work ethic in and now they get the rewards for it. Well, you they know, work I, their asses off. They yeah. do. They and do work their asses off even though it doesn't, might not seem that way yeah. in comedy because maybe you're not working many as many hours as somebody well, working at a construction know, site. I but. work with Chris Rock on this movie Top 5. and Oh, Chris, Rachel was in that, I believe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Chris Rock works hard. Mm-hmm. And Did he, he worked hard uh, to be an actor or he works hard in general? Because I know he does, I know he works very hard on his act. Yes. And to, to make sure it's polished. And, and he was open to the work we did on Top 5. And mm. Sometimes uh, that's very rare for a comedian. But but he, he, in, in that sense, to, as an actor, he 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 did it, and uh, I'm just trying to you know not trying to be a pain in the ass, but it's just like I'm saying, when you go to work with in a good class with good writers, you know why you're acting. If you're not working with good writers, this is the thing. You know, the greatest thing is that when young people come to work with me. And they, they meet all these writers in my class, meaning the scenes are from great plays. Yeah. They walk out of the class most weeks and they go, I didn't know Ibsen mm. or Shaw or even Arthur Miller. Or, no, or, or even Shanley. <laughs> uh, I got to say, that's the way I would feel. You know, I wish yeah. you did teach a, a class on what you're saying, the script analysis, because I think I would be completely fascinated. I would well, look at it completely different because sometimes I probably don't understand the nuances of those people as well. Right. Well, you know, I, I remember with Stella, and Larry and I both studied with her, uh, you know, she would take Odette's, you know, say, for example, Waiting for Lefty, uh, and yeah. break it down, you know, uh, line by line by line. And it was pure genius, really. It really was. And then the rest of it was uh, the Stella Adler nightclub act. <laughs> <laughs> really? Well, she was a diva. She was something else. Is she that was right? A diva. Yeah, she would wear oh, gowns. She, she was unbelievable. Oh, really? Very coiffed, and you had to stand Makeup, and applaud. The and hair, she... the you know, the, the dress. Uh, she was unbelievable. Uh, uh, sorely. Uta Hagen came into class. Sorely missed. Uta Hagen uh, came into class. I was auditing one day, and she said, "Did you know that Stella Adler sits on a throne?" <laughs> she sits on a friggin' throne. Mm. Where is my throne? I mean, that was a, it was kind of upper upper. Yeah. But but she came from a dynasty, you know. Her parents, the yeah, Adlers, the Adlers. You know, her brother Luther Adler and her parents, who were the Yiddish the theater. Yiddish in the theater. Lower oh, is that right? Oh, I didn't know the that. Lower East Side. Yeah. You know the second Second Avenue Theater there. Yes, I do know. I used to work there. Second, I was there when they the, when Avenue, they closed. The Chosen is it, is was the ninth, last play there. Ninth or tenth. Street? Yeah. I think it's Twelfth Street and Second Avenue. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. And that's where you know, and that's where the Adlers started. You know, I didn't did, know that. And and also you know, the brother, Luther, what a great guy he was. Yeah. Luther Adler. You know, he was the original in Golden Boy. You know, in Golden Boy, Clifford Odette's play Golden Boy. He was the original. Yes, he played Joe. Joe was the boxer. Yeah, Joe Bonaparte, and uh, he used to. It, they were so different too. The t- two of them. He was a quieter guy, uh, laid back, and. Uh, I remember sitting next to him once in class, in the script interpretation class, and he was, uh, he goes, my sister, what a teacher. (laughs) (laughs) Really? Yeah, it was wonderful. How old were they at that time? In the 70s. Oh, he was already in the 70s. Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear the thing today? There's a guy um, who's writing a book on the Lower East Side about the Bowery Boys. You know? Oh no, kidding! Did you hear about you like mean, not the Bowery Boys, the show? Oh no, that in 1849 there was a group called it's a, his name Stephen 
Paul DeVillo. He's got a new book. It's called The Bowery, The Strange History of New York's Oldest Street. Oh. And in 1849, there was one of the deadliest brawls in New York City history called the Astor Place Riots. Mm. Have you ever heard of them? No. It was spurred by a rivalry between two actors in competing productions of Macbeth. Oh, isn't that? That's brilliant. <laughs> yeah. That's brilliant. I was just reading about it today. Uh, there right. was one guy who was kind of part of that, mm-hmm. like a little lower class kind of. Mm-hmm. He was the one actor who huh. was in Macbeth. And then there was the other one who was an English actor. And he was like kind of trash talking mm. the other production of Macbeth across the street. And these Bowery boys bought, went to the English actors and they bought eggs and they started bombing. And then it spilled out into the street and people got killed. And it was horrible. But it was over two actors playing Macbeth. And there's, I mean, if that doesn't say what New a, York. What a great <laughs> premise for a play. Right? I know. Yeah. It's like perfect. Yeah. Um, I know if you, I know it's uh, getting, I mean, I have so much I could talk about. I know, I don't know whether you have to go or not. I usually go another 10 or 15 no, minutes. it's great. But, it's great. Oh, because, well, I want to uh, play something for you I think you're going to like. I know also, Larry, also um, directs now. Mm-hmm. How long have you been directing plays and helping folk I understand their vision? In 2000 with a, a one-woman play called The Syringa Tree about South Africa, about yeah, apartheid. But you, di- but you directed before that. You directed plays before that? Yes, I did, but but uh, the first Your, one that came to New York... The biggest success was Syringa Tree. Syringa Tree, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I read about and, that. And uh, I've uh, done quite a few... Uh, Vincent and I have seen a couple of your shows. We saw the one with... Uh, was it George... Clint, 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 Clint Holmes. No, Clint... Oh, oh did in I Vegas. got that wrong? No, that, but that no was, Clint Holmes when I... Yeah, yeah so we I, saw the one in Vegas. And then yeah. we also saw the Run to the Litter... Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I so, forgot you were in Vegas. You, yeah, we all went to Vegas. We right. went to Vegas together. I went with you. Yeah. Wow. You don't remember? No. It's because you were high as a kite. Yeah, sure. <laughs> no, he doesn't. But I, I, and then we saw. That was a terrific show, though. I, I yeah, that was I so that much show. fun. What shows? Clint, the Clint show. Clint Holmes. Well, and Clint he was Holmes so nice. is one of the great pop singers of our time, and uh, we did three shows that I directed at the Carlisle. And the first one we did, which was extraordinary, was a mm. tribute to uh, Bobby Short, the great Bobby oh, Short. Oh, yeah. I only know him from uh, Woody Allen. That's right. That's <laughs> oh, right. Yeah. Uh, and uh, when I went to Vegas to see Clint sing, he sang the song uh, from Stop the World, I Want to Get Off, called uh, What Kind of Fool Am I? But he sang it in such a way, talking about Sammy Davis Jr., who was a mentor of his, and how Sammy Davis married my Britt, who was white, and how he was a junkie when it came to show business. He couldn't go home. Sammy Davis. Yeah, they had children, and she said, <sighs> you know, Sammy, I'm not happy. You're never here. You don't see the kids. You're always out with the gang, and you're always performing. And he said, I'm going to do a Broadway show. I'm going to do Golden Boy. The That's musical. what I thought, Golden Boy, right. Yeah. I thought of Sammy Davis well, was right. in that, but then the musical, you said, they made a musical of the movie? Yeah. Even back no, then they, they were doing that? It, they it was the other a, way around. They made a musical of the play. First it was a play. Oh, okay. And then it was a movie. And it, the movie was with William Holden, wasn't and it? And Barbara Stanwyck. And Barbara Stanwyck, But yeah. what he said was, he said, I'm going to go to Broadway, I'm going to do Golden Boy, yeah. we'll be in New York, I'll see the kids all day, I'll do the show and I'll come home. Mm-hmm. And he didn't. He stayed out and partied. Mm-hmm. And he did the show, and she finally, my Brit said, Sammy, you lied. It's as bad as it's ever been. I don't think you want a family. And he put his head down and he said, I can't stop. Yeah. And at that moment, Clint Holmes said, it was that moment when Sammy Davis said, he thought of his song that he made a hit, which is What Kind of uh, Fool Am I? Wow. And then he sang What Who Kind of Fool that? Am Who I? Who wrote that song? Uh, Leslie Brickus oh, and right. Anthony. Right. Uh, Newly. 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Clint S- sang that song, and I don't want to be sentimental, but I'm telling you, with that con- conceit of Sammy Davis and Margaret, yeah. and he sang with his whole heart, I mean, it was so thrilling. Yeah. And these are and the things that make me so... Did, did you ever see Clint's show in Vegas? His, Is this uh, a joke? We went together. No, we no, just, no. The oh. one-man <laughs> show. The one-man show he did. He did a one-man show. No, I don't think I saw. I saw the one at the University of Las Vegas. No, this was at Harris. That's the one Larry directed. Remember, remember? And I went to see it. Uh, yeah, you right. had seen it many times, but th- when I was in Vegas, I ended up uh, uh, seeing Clint in the show, right. and it was an autobiographical uh, piece. But I thought that's the one I saw. Yes, y- yes, but this it was. He did that, another one like no, that. No, but what you saw at at the in Vegas at the university there. Yeah. Was the expanded show oh, with okay, all different gotcha. characters? Yes. What 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 he did at Harrods was uh, uh, a one man show. Okay. And he sang all the songs, and it was brilliant. It really was. Yeah. I'm telling you, I saw that. Did you direct that too? Yeah. How did you guys become friends? That you started you, directing you just you know from what's seeing so that. Weird? These people that I know said, you got to go and see Clint. Mm. He needs somebody to direct him. Yeah. So I went to see him sing at Harris. Uh, which he was there for seven years. He had oh line. He had his own room yeah. at Harris. Yeah, 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 yeah. He had his own nightclub there, and wow. he, and I went to see him, and I, I just, because I I was taken to Vegas by my parents when I was a kid. Me too. When I was ten years old. You too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I saw Bobby Vinton. Well, see, <laughs> but I'm older like, than you. My first person was Nat King Cole. Oh wow! So I saw Nat King Cole. I saw Frank Sinatra. I saw Lena Horne. Oh mm-hmm. my. Oh, you so, saw the 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 so the money after I saw and and nobody sang like that in the right. at that time again when mm. Clint was in Vegas, and they take me backstage, and I said to Clint, I said, "Why aren't you in New York? Why mm. aren't you singing in New York and Paris, and London and all over the world?" And he said, "Who are you?" I said, <laughs> "I'm only a seven year old boy, but I think you're fabulous." <laughs> yeah, I just said, "I I just I haven't so." We began to work together. Oh, that's so nice. Yeah. And uh, so I wanted to say that the, the woman, uh, and I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name mm. correctly, Sarosa Ronan, who stars... Oh, yes. Um, she's, she was in um, the, Brooklyn, the one Brooklyn. with Kate with Blanchett, Brooklyn. also the, uh, the, the action picture uh, yeah. with... Uh, she played like a, like a robot, not a robot, like a... I, oh. I didn't see it. Hannah. It's called <laughs> Hannah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, but, but I want and she's in The Lovely Bones. Isn't that all her? I believe that's right, and and uh, Brooklyn was her yeah. big, big, yeah. and she she's, stars. She's uh, as a she's Lady, grown up in Lady Bird. Wait until she you see. Oh, is that right? Oh, she's, she's in it. She's the lead in. Yeah. Oh, she's Lady very Bird. good. She's she very plays good. seventeen. What a talent! And then she girl. ages. And well, I was going to say she she started very young. Yeah, and then, and she's uh, and she's working. She's been consistently working. Yeah. I think she was also in the Amy Heckerling. Uh, yeah, I think that was her. They did uh, another. Uh, I can't remember. She had one that went straight to video with Paul yeah. Rudd and like almost the cast. She's of so special. She's a spe- She's a real Michelle special. Pfeiffer. It's just when you see special. these mm. artists, yeah, um, the commitment. You, the commitment like is Woody outrageous. Allen, uh, uh, well, then you know, with Kate Blanchett, it, that was one of those things. When you took me, Larry and, and Vincent, to see Grey Gardens, which is something I did not care to see, mm-hmm. and you told me you must come to see this. You right, must come right. to see. Uh, Christine Ebersol's performance in yep. this. I saw the first act, and I'm like, I don't get it, you know, guys. And then Larry, you said to me, 
That's all set up. Just wait. And then the second act was one of the most unbelievable performances I've ever seen. Ever. And mm. it was one of those things where I was like watching the Tonys. I'm like, if she doesn't win, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to I, 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 I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm not going to kill anybody. What I'm saying it's going to bother me. And that happened for me with Kate Blanchett at the Oscars for Blue Jasmine. Because what a performance that was. I've never, I haven't seen anything like that in years mm-hmm. like that. That was phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And it's what Ben Platt... Oh my God! Yes, doing, I could talk about him yeah. forever. Uh, that was ben a Platt. miracle. We've talked about that before because you told me. Because I said I looked it up. I looked up the history, yeah. and I said there hasn't been a performance like that by a male in a musical ever. Right. The, all the ones that have won Tonys have won for fluff musical, like Guys and Dolls, stuff like that. But you mentioned, which I didn't see, Mandy Patinkin in Evita. Uh, how do you feel about that, Larry? Mandy Patinkin in, in Evita playing Che Guevara. Was, One of the great performances. Does that rival? Ben Platt, uh, was I wrong about what it's, I said? It's, it's, I can't it, even compare them. Yeah, I can't either. I, it's, I can't You can't mentioned it, that. Vincent. No, but you know, you go to things and you see things that inspire you. Uh, I've never been move, more inspired that, than that. That yeah. move you. That move you. And and I always think of uh, Mandy in that, as playing Shade, the, the commitment that he, uh, the commitment to the character. And, well, that's forget what Ben Platt, I mean, that, and then, talk about commitment. Yeah. Well, it's yeah. sick. If you, if you haven't seen it, People that are listening, yeah. dear, dear Evan I think Hansen. it's only a week left for him. For him yeah. yeah, he's gone. He can't take yeah. it. I mean, it's like, you get it. It's. I mean, he puts it all out there. Eight times a week. I've, I've never seen anything like it. And he's such a young kid. Yeah. I, I, I wonder if he'll get... Can you do anything after that? I mean, will he be able to... Where can he go after doing something so extraordinary? He'll go to the next step in his creative life. Yeah. And that's why when, when you say that, yeah, I go... Exactly. That's not the point. Mm-hmm. That's not the point. Where can he go? He'll go to the next step that he has to go as an artist. Right. And maybe the next time out. He may fail. Right. But, but then he'll go to the next one. That's the whole But point. we'll know. Yeah. yeah we'll know like, how amazing. The, the problem with people is that they forget that an artist has a long life and that they're going to fail. Yeah. And we all get very excited when everyone has a smash hit yeah. or someone is yeah. revelatory like Ben Platt is. We're also success yeah. oriented, you know, that you can't it's make true. mistakes. You know, you have but to But you be... like to see a comeback like that too, well, especially of course, but but yes. you know, in the growth process as a human being and as an actor, you can have your ups and downs. And and if you don't if you just you think you're going to be great in everything you do? You're kidding yourself. Yeah, and that's really having an identity. But a, for such a, person, a young kid to have a are, knowing who you are, such a and young to, being, but to have it at that age. Yeah, but being to but, also put a but, performance but together like that. Being patient with yourself. But he's been working yourself, his whole life. Allowing ben himself to make as a mistakes. Young man, as a young kid. He oh, was, yeah. is that right? Oh, yeah. So that's why he was able to... It wasn't just like... A, I mean, I knew he was... In people's know He was like, oh, he was in people, Pitch Perfect. Listen, You're saying he was in stuff way before that. Way listen, before people, that. people don't uh, all of a sudden come on the scene and all of a sudden they're this big, huge success if they haven't worked hard. Every, you know, he was fantastic and he worked his ass off most of his life. And uh, Oh, you look at somebody like Nathan Lane. Yeah, who another one. just keeps going. You know, he yeah. does The Iceman Cometh, and then he does yeah. Front Page, and right. now he's doing Angels in America. Yeah. And, mm. and Nathan just works at the craft. Isn't that great? Don't you love to see actors like that, where they just go to the next thing because they're working and they're actors? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's terrific, but see, that's, right? See, we all get caught up in this whole thing of, oh, they really weren't very good in that. And, oh, gee whiz. You know, oh, they yeah. were so good in the other thing. But how could he do that? Yeah, yeah. and the thing about Nathan Lane is he probably has enough money where he can probably stop, and he chooses well, because he's a working actor. This is what he loves to do, and he's 
good at it. Well, getting back to the DVD, it's all in process. <laughs> See how your friend tries to... I know, that's very nice. Of very, if he talks into the microphone, we, we can hear most we of We go it. back to process. And, and, <laughs> I, and really, I, I, there's but, but, one other thing I want to say, because I, I don't want to take up all of your time, but I know you're also working on a thing for Montgomery Cliff. Yes, we're doing a, um, a movie about Montgomery Cliff's life. Well, uh, Matt Boomer is going to star in it. I thought you'd be happy because, you know, um, mm. it's my favorite um, with Martin Short imitating Montgomery Cliff. And here's the best. This is from this movie that he did with Annette O'Toole oh. called Cross My Heart. And it comes out of, it's clear, like, it's not in the script. Do you play the piano? Uh, yeah, I play a little. Would you play something for me? No, I don't. Oh, please. I think it's so sexy. All right, I'll play. <laughs> this is actually background music for my Montgomery Clift impersonation. You <laughs> still want to no hear sense. it? <laughs> yeah. Okay. <clears throat> I met Kathy at an outdoor cafe, but because it was raining, we ate indoors. What is wrong with that? As she looked at me, I said to her, why do you stare at me? Am I to be stared at? Uh, who was that? Uh, Montgomery Cliff. I'm not sure who that is, but it was very, very good. Well, thank you. Uh, that... <clears throat> I want to make a toast. Um, it's so funny because it, that's clearly where you have Martin Short in a movie, and you're just like, do whatever you want. Well, I can do my Montgomery Cliff. I didn't even know who it was until you told me who he was. Mm. I didn't know who he was. He's a little before my time. And that's why I it's funny that you, he's so obsessed. One of the things that if you watch um, a movie called A Place in the Sun, mm. uh, George Stevens' mm. film with Montgomery Clift and Shelley Winters and Elizabeth Taylor, yeah. uh, I said if I had one movie to take to a planet <laughs> and I would have to stay on that planet and learn how to direct, <laughs> that would be the movie I'd take. Really? It is uh, yeah. a masterpiece on every level. It really is. And Montgomery yeah. Clift... Mm. Uh, George Stevens? George Stevens. Sheesh. George Stevens, yeah. My God. Um, <laughs> and Montgomery Clift isn't known, and he was in his, one, of his, one of his last films was Misfits with Clark Gable and Marilyn oh, Monroe. Oh, Marilyn Monroe, right. That was after the accident. and He, he had an accident? Accident, yeah. He uh, was drunk at a party at Elizabeth Taylor's house in, on Monday. I think it was in... Uh, That's the way every one of your stories starts. <laughs> <laughs> but he uh, was coming down, I think, uh, Mulholland Drive. Yeah. Right? And uh, he crashed. And uh, oh, That's so easy to do, too. And, um, you know, his whole face was smashed in. Oh, is that the, right? Because he had a beautiful face. I just saw yeah. Judgment at Nuremberg. Yeah. He was, like, he was gorgeous a, looking. Well, that was after the accident. Too. Oh, is that right? He's but still you looking. Can, when you watch Raintree County, which yeah. is what he was filming at the time that he had the accident with Elizabeth Taylor... Yeah. You could, they had to, to photograph him from one angle yeah, because, because one side of his face was frozen. Oh, right. really? Right. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. And, but, but he yeah. was an extraordinary, I mean, with Brando and James Dean yeah. and John Garfield, yeah. Montgomery Clift was, they changed acting in cinema. Yeah. 
Well, why isn't Montgomery? Cl- oh, because of the accident, you think? Like, why isn't he more well known? Well, like Brando, who just didn't pick the right projects. No, I'm just saying, like you know, was, history. Martin. He was an alcoholic and a drug addict. He died at 40, what forty six? Yeah, and he was gay, and he was in the closet, and he. Oh, is that right? Oh, he was. They many people said it was the longest suicide in Hollywood history. Yeah, yeah. Do you think? I mean, it's probably true. I mean, it's probably answering my own question, but I guess if Marlon Brando hadn't kind of made a comeback in The Godfather, mm-hmm. we might not even... He might not be the historic legend well, yeah, and, in the yeah, sense because... I, I think Brando was, what, 47? When he did that? When he did The Godfather? I mean, uh, and he, I think he was 47 and he had to audition, you know? Yeah, I know. That's the best and, story uh, because he was a yeah. troublemaker. And that's the best story. Yeah, Marlon Brando had to audition. Mm-hmm. And he and wanted it. Yeah. And he put himself, and he, and he, you can see they have the footage. Yeah. And he's trying, and he's, and he's got the cotton in his mouth, yeah. and he just thought of that himself, the gauze or whatever he put in there, and he yeah. wanted it, just yeah. like you were talking about. Yeah. But it was well, fascinating. Yeah. yeah, they work. You yeah. work. And boy, again, if we're talking about big personalities and to disguise yourself yeah. in a role, wow. But Monty, Monty in, uh, in, um, but I'm saying if Mon- if Montgomery Cliff had had a kind of a resurgence, you know, oh. something like that, maybe people more people would have known. Yeah, you know people what, my generation don't know who yeah. he is. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. I had no but idea who he watch, was. Wow. I only know it from SCTV. If you watch his uh, films, yeah, from um, he- from here to eternity. I mean, you've seen. But that. that again, those are films that were kind of before my time that I just didn't. You didn't get into it. I went to the theater here on the Gramercy on 23rd to see All About Eve because I had heard about it so much, uh, but right, I didn't... Right. You know, it wasn't like everything was accessible like it is now. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. you just couldn't go to Netflix and, and watch it, so you had to go to the video yeah. store, and I'm like, I don't know what to get. And nobody knew anything, and there yeah. wasn't... But uh, I'm dying to see All About Eve. I saw it in the theater, and I was blown away. Well, it stands the test of time. It, I guess it does, yeah. but it's, I wouldn't. I didn't know anything. But it was from 1950, and I was, you know, and every time I look, mm. like sometimes when I look at The Wizard of Oz on TV, and I keep looking at the date, and it says 1939, I'm like, I can't believe this came out, and I'm watching. And Gone it now. with the Wind was 1939. I know what that and, was an amazing year. Also, Mr. Smith goes to Washington. Yeah. Snow White. Wait a minute. 1939. Wasn't. Uh, all about Eve wasn't Marilyn Monroe. Yep. Yes, that small uh, with party. George Sanders. Is yeah, that yeah, guy's yeah. name? Yeah. What did we play? Addison. Right. Added, Addison Addis? Russell. Addison no. Finch. No, oh, Addison Finch. Is no, that maybe. his name? No, no, no. Now you listen to me. You belong to me. <laughs> if I choose to use you, then I will use you the way I want to. That's why he's talking to Ann Baxter that way. That's right. But he brings <laughs> right. Marilyn Monroe to the party. That's right. right. Yeah, 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 I've always wanted to do that. Uh, that character. Funny stuff. <laughs> you should do it. Dave. I don't know where. <laughs> I don't know where I do it. Well, now you listen to me. Not. Do your Michael I know exactly Caine. who you are. There's a call Ann Baxter that used to play. Do your Michael Caine. Now, when you're acting in film, when you're acting in a play, <laughs> people have heard enough. Oh, they've heard enough. Okay. <laughs> they've heard enough, all right. I think, you know, Do you know I, there's a Larry Moss that just died who did yeah. imitations or voiceovers? No, no, She no. was a dialect coach. Dialect. Oh, best. a dialect coach. Isn't that odd? You, you're best. not related in any way, shape, no, or form, right? No, he knocked on my door one day when I was uh, living in Santa Monica, and he said, are you Larry Moss? And I said, yes, I am. He said, I am too. And I have your mail. <laughs> Isn't that odd, too, he that he a, was an acting, like a dialect coach and stuff like that. Oh, he was years. nice? Yeah. For many, many years in, in LA. Yeah, that's what I, I yeah, heard yeah. about that. That's yeah. so weird. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't right. know. Do you want to, um, I mean, I think we're finished. Yeah. I mean, I I mean, I, I could continue to talk, but I know no, we've no, been no, talking no. for a while, and it's been it's so much fun. I mean, really, this has been, a, this is the... 
such an interesting podcast for me. Many times I was sitting with my mouth open, just completely fascinated. Mm. I really like hearing you talk. And, back, um, back at you. Oh, that's so nice. By and, the way, how much is this? Uh, oh, this uh, pays DVD. a lot. Oh, I'm sorry. How the much DVD? is the DVD? Yeah, is it? it and it's for, the so DVD. It, well, the different prices. But is, is it on sale right now? It's on sale, and if people you get are, it on your website, uh, it's the, people go to www.theprocessstudios.com. Um, oh, okay. Right. So is you, that your website? Or no, no. It's, it's the website for the documentary. Oh, for pe- the documentary. Where, where mm-hmm. people can buy it. If but it's not, on, I mean, on your class website, you don't have, you can't get the DVD through there? I'm not yet. We, we, it just went on for sale. It's you Your know, website is um, amazing for the class because mm-hmm. it's so, you know, it's so, you can see how serious it is. Uh, he's like, it, it, it's in big letters, a four-day intensive scene study masterclass workshop. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you got to be, do you have to audition to get in? No. But you have to send your picture and resume and um, be willing to rehearse for two weeks. And you go from uh, 10 a.m. till 7 p.m. Yes, I've gone 12 hours. I'm dying to audit one of the classes. He well, always tells me I can, but I never seem to be in town mm-hmm. at the same time. Yeah. It's, a, it's, I, a, it's a great experience. I uh, would love to great experience. experience that experience because uh, not only have I known you now for a few years and enjoy your company so much, but I would absolutely love to see you work. Well, you know, I like I mean, I, I would, I, I would absolutely find it fascinating. I love acting. I love talking about acting. Yeah. I love watching good acting. I'm so glad the three of us, as as gay as it may be, go to the theater it's together wonderfully, uh, wonderfully at gay, least once a which year. Which means wonderfully happy, <laughs> yeah, joyful, and let alone the joyful the things that I get when I know somebody in the theater when I'm with you who they can't even believe they're meeting you, and you know, people outside our world probably don't understand, but you make a lot of people happy. Mm. Uh, by just uh, meeting you. I'm you grateful know. for the job. And Dave, thank you for... He's having. lucky they don't really know him. That's all I can say. <laughs> and they're lucky they don't know you. Yeah, that's true. Well, you can always see. Vincent, you're still a very handsome man. That's the most important uh, thing, remember. Of course, better to... Yeah. <laughs> and thank you so much all for right. coming today, no, too. It's my Guys, pleasure. I really appreciate it. Thank you, time. Dave. And uh, the DVD is out. The process. Larry Moss, Vincent Masso. Thank you so much, everybody. We'll see you next time on The Night Fly with Dave Jessica. Yeah.